Hey friends, welcome back to the Living Out Loud with Allie and Amanda podcast. My name is Amanda. The Living Out Loud show is where we invite a different guest each week. We give our guests the opportunity to share her story. Our hope is that their story will encourage you in some way. My name is Allie, and I want to say thank you to our awesome listeners for letting us into your lives each month. So grab your coffee or favorite beverage, and let's get started. Welcome back, friends. You are listening to Living Out Loud with Allie and Amanda, and this is episode number 48. It's all about women sharing their stories to bring you encouragement. Every now and then, we will shake things up and have a man on instead of a woman. And today is one of those episodes, and we have a very special male guest, and his name is Court Graves. Court lives in Needville, Texas. He is an owner-operator of two Chick-fil-A restaurants located in Sugarland and Rosenberg, Texas. Court has been married to his beautiful bride, Carrie, for almost 35 years. They have four incredible adult children and three amazing grandchildren. Court enjoys life on their ranch where he and Carrie love hosting retreats. This is Amanda, and um, Court is a special friend of mine and my family. We met about 18 years ago in Sugarland, Texas, when my husband Lance was a student pastor. Court was a volunteer in our student ministry. His children were in our student ministry as well. We grew to love their family quickly, and a few years later, Court was very helpful in guiding Lance, my husband, when God was leading us to our own Chick-fil-A. We consider Court and Carrie great friends and even went on a mission trip with them last year. So welcome, Court. We're so glad to have you with us today. I am happy to be here. Thank you, Amanda. I'm going to give you guys a summary of Court's story, and then we're just going to ask some questions. On September 8, 1977, around 2 o'clock, Court's doctor told him they had found four masses in his liver. It was metastatic cancer. His doctor basically gave him a very grim diagnosis. Court told his doctor that medicating him and telling him he only had so much time to live was not an option. Court said, my God is a healing God. He is not done with me yet. Court fell to his knees and wept and begged for God to let him live for his children, who were only 11, 8, 6, and 3 at the time. Fast forward 20 years later, 15 cancer surgeries, maybe more, liver, kidney, adrenal gland removed. Um, He has had tumors near his heart, his back, and his stomach, parts of his ribs removed. I could go on and on. These tumors are rare and very deadly because they secrete massive amounts of adrenaline. With all that being said, Court is now the longest survivor in the world with metastatic fios. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, that's right, metastatic fios. So Court um, asked why him? He doesn't know if he will ever know why he is still alive today, 20 years later, but we wanna talk to him right now and just about what he does know and what he has learned on his journey the last 20 years. So Court, we're going to start out with some questions. Um, I know you probably could have said a lot more about your story, but I wanted to give everyone a summary of what you've been through and what God has done in your life, which is incredible. 
Was there anything that you wanted to add to that that maybe we skipped over before we ask you some questions or you ready? I think that was a good summary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was in 1997 and, you know, obviously uh, that call came as a shock to me and to my family. Um, and we just look back over these past now 21 years. It's amazing to think, you know, what we've been through over these years. And we're just so thankful to God and just, um, really so humbled, but I, I never even thought that I would grow to be the age that I am, you know, like the fact that I have gray hair and, uh, you know, things that older people start ailments, they starting, starting to get, and what a blessing it is to, to still be here and, um, to have the kind of a sense of urgency with each and every day is, is a great blessing as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing with you all today. Awesome. Um, well, my first question is, um, were you angry at the beginning when you got that phone call? Were you angry? And if so, how did you handle that anger? What'd you do about it? No, that's a great question. Um, I was not angry. Uh, I've never been angry. I was shocked. Yeah. I was, I was very shocked. Um, and my, you know, my, my great concern, my overriding concern was just my children. It's really all I could think about. And I remember that day when I was told the news, um, I'll never forget it. I had to go home. It was about a 30 minute trip to tell my wife. And, uh, the first few minutes I thought about Carrie, who I've now been married to for almost 35 years, my beautiful bride. But quickly thereafter, um, I knew that God would take care of my wife. Um, all I could think about were my kids. And I just remembered just crying out to God, Lord God, please just let me live to be there for my children. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I just had such this passion, you know, and I'm amazed now because my, my first dream was as I was crying out to God, if I could just live long enough where all my kids could remember me. And, and yet now he's, <laughs> I've been alive long enough to have three of them married and now to have grandchildren. And it's just, it's like every single day is such an amazing gift from God. Um, I, I, I just, I just can't thank him enough. It's so, life is so uh, amazing, you know, so I'm so thankful, but no, I was never angry and I, and I still haven't been angry. Um, I really believe that we worship a God who is totally in control. He really is sovereign. Um, he's omnipotent. Uh, and I've, I've just never really questioned that. And having gone through this, I've, I've been around a lot of sick people. Um, I've been around a lot of death. I've had some skirmishes with it myself. Um, but yet, through no matter the circumstance, I've seen him glorified. No matter the circumstance. He can be glorified in any circumstance, uh, in death as well as in life. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I've always had a tremendous peace in terms of knowing that whenever the time he is, um, you know, it's just going to be blissful for me. And my life now is really about legacy. It's all about trying to touch lives and, and make memories, frankly, while I'm here. That's really my focus. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just going back, I've, I've never been, I've, honestly, I've never been angry. That's amazing. So you were talking about the, um, just kind of what you were saying about focusing on making memories and all of that. And from, I, I hear you say that. How do you do that with, still running two businesses, having a ranch, all the day-to-day -day obligations, things that pop up from being a business owner. How do you keep that separate from um, what you were saying of right. 
making memories and enjoying life and all the light stuff that goes with that, but then all the heavy day-to-day moving parts. How do you manage that? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty simple-minded man. And I really believe life is all about two things. It's about making memories and touching lives. Those two things. Mm-hmm. And what that means is everything that I do, I do with those two things in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the legacy piece is, you know, what will people think of us a year, five years, 10 years after we pass? Or, or will they think anything at all? And I mean, our opportunity here on earth is to make a difference mm-hmm. in lives, whether it be the people that I work with, to be a dream enabler for them. Um, most importantly, my family and uh, followed by my closest and dearest of friends. Um, you know, it, it's really all about legacy. It's about touching lives in such a way that, you know, you're being used for the kingdom and you're making a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you think about day to day, the the making memories is really, really important because I think far too many of us just kind of settle in and they get into kind of routines and they get overwhelmed by um, their, uh, they feel nervous or uncomfortable about doing things that are kind of outside their comfort zone, but yet God really, he thrives in our discomfort and he wants us out of our comfort zone. And he presents us with opportunities every day where um, we can do things uh, that normally we wouldn't do, but ultimately are for his purposes and his glory. And in doing so we make, we make memories because I I really do believe that's all that we take with us, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's so good. I've heard you say that you thank God for your thorn in your flesh. Yeah. How, how has this thorn illness been a blessing in your life? It's probably, I mean, I mean, I look at the greatest blessings in my life, first and foremost, my Lord and Savior, and, and then followed by my, my wife, my family, and my closest of friends. But in terms of circumstances, and I really believe that we are called as believers in Christ, we are called to rise above our circumstances, no matter um, you know, the circumstances and, um, I'm sorry, I, I lost, what was the question again, Amanda? I'm sorry. I lost my no, train. That's okay. How has, um, this thorn, this illness. Yes. Been thank you. Life? Yeah. Thank you. So I, he's really used this to, to dramatically change my perspective on things. Yeah. Um, everything that I do, it's kind of like the Tim McGraw song, you know, live like you're dying, yeah. but, but everything has to be done with a sense of urgency. Um, everything, yeah. uh, because I don't take anything for granted. I mean, I literally don't let myself think beyond a year ahead because yeah. I'm not sure if I'll be here. Wow. And, and that thinking has, has never changed. So I live life one day, one week, one month, one year at a time, trying to make the most of every single moment. And had I not had metastatic cancer, frankly, um, I think my life would have been far less rich and far less meaningful, and far less purposeful, and far less significant. It's, it's through the thorn in my side that God has given me this unique perspective on things, yeah. where I'm just so deeply appreciative, and so thankful, and so humbled by, you know, just the gifts that he constantly bestows upon us. Mm-hmm. And again, he can even do that in the worst of circumstances, if we just keep that heavenly perspective, no matter the circumstance, he is there to be glorified through it. Yes. Well, when we went on that mission trip to Kenya last summer, you did a devotion for us. When Amanda, Mark- can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. I lost you for a second. Go right ahead. When we were on the mission trip last summer, 
um, on the Kenyan mission trip, we were all together and you shared at our devotion, breakfast devotion one morning. And I just remember you talking about lordship. Can you share yeah. about that and what that means in your life? I would love to. Um, so I think back to the day that I was told the news 21 years ago. And, you know, I think back on that car trip home. And again, my, my absolute, the one thing I thought about, were, I just couldn't get off my mind were, were my kids. And what I learned, and it's just through God's infinite patience and mercy, frankly, what I learned over time was that he loves my children far more than I ever could, that he cares for my children far more than I ever could, and that should he decide to take me home, he'll provide for them far better than I ever could. And once I realized that, I fully realized that, I was able to, for the first time in my life, surrender my children over to God. They belong to him, not me. And with that, he became Lord over my children. He became Lord over my children. And in the months and years ahead, and by the way, this is a lifelong process. I still have major people or things, or whatever. I still have things in my life that I need to surrender to God. But over time, I was able to surrender one stronghold after the next. My work, my marriage, my relationships, my health, my finances. Just think through what are the major areas of your life. And one by one, through God's help and through his patience, I was able to make him Lord over each of those areas. Um, I went on a retreat this last uh, weekend, uh, a walk to Emmaus retreat, and I, th there were things I turned over there uh, to God where I surrendered them to God. So it's an ongoing process, but that's what I think lordship is. And when you think about it, as a born-again believer, when I accepted Christ, it was obviously the biggest decision of my life, right? But there's a big difference between being Savior of your life and Lord over your life. And I think there's the, just a giant difference between the two. And for me, life's all become about lordship, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. Well, even talked about your children. And um, how have you seen their faith grow through all of this? You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, my daughter had, when she was, this was years ago, when she was uh, writing her uh, letters to get into college, you know how they ask essay questions. Yeah. I don't know if they still do that because I'm kind yeah. of dating myself. But she wrote this one paper that I cherish to this day. And I, I wish I could read it to you because it was just, I, I can't to this day, I can't read it without having, you know, without shedding a lot of tears. But her whole, whole point was that as she watched her daddy struggle and go through these various cancer surgeries, she talks about really how I handled each one and kind of my temperament and my sense of joy, despite the circumstances, wow. and how through all that, that she was able to become so much stronger in life and understand um, how critical it was to have this, you know, this incredible foundation in Christ. And yeah. it, it's, that's what our life's about as parents, right, is trying to do the best we can, you know, train up a child in the way of the Lord, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. And at times we feel like they have departed or they're departing, but we really know it's a promise from God and he, he always delivers on his promises. They will, they will come back. That foundation is firmly in place. So even now with four children that my youngest is 24, my oldest is 33, you know, they all have their different challenges and 
their different joys in life. But I really believe that the love of Christ is the foundation of each of their lives. And yeah. that, that brings me so much peace knowing that. And, and Carrie as well, my wife, is just uh, very special. That is the best thing. And it's so incredible that your children, just like you said, they've been able to see, they've gotten a front row seat to see how you have fought through this because you have had so many surgeries. I said 15, but has it changed since then? Have you had? No, it's, yes, it's 15 uh, cancer. So I've had other surgeries, but 15 for cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I even heard you say when you spoke at our Chick-fil-A next seminar last year, um, that you have had the privilege to fight and that we need to fight. So could you talk about that a little bit? I just remember you doing saying you had conquered so many push-ups, and I was like blown away. Yeah, I just I really feel like and I, what I was trying to do in that in that talk is just share some basic truths that God has revealed to me, you know, through this journey. <clears throat> and one of the truths that I shared is the need to fight. And by the way, people can go onto YouTube and just type in my name, Court Graves, and they can watch the talk. But the need, the need to fight is so critical um, <clears throat> from a number of perspectives. Um, and I can give various examples. But, for example, just the need to fight for our marriages. Um, you know, I just think about my incredible love for my, my wife, my bride, and um, it hasn't always been easy. There, there have been times where I've had to fight, but there's no fight more worthy. There, there's, <laughs> there's, there's no battle more important. And, um, and I feel like our, our, our love and our marriage is, is stronger than ever. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. But we have to fight for what's right, whether it's we have to fight for our children's future. Um, you know, we, we have to constantly fight uh, to make sure that we're treating everyone that we deal with with honor, dignity, and respect, despite heavy opposition by the enemy. And we also have to realize that Satan, he hates us. He loathes our very existence. We are a target to him. And we have to know that he has all sorts of weapons at his disposal. And whether it's depression or anger or um, betrayal or devastation of any type or physical illness, you, you can name it, addiction, um, he's got all these tools at his disposal. We have to fight. We have to claim um, the, the word of God and we have to de be dependent upon the Holy Spirit and we have to seek the guidance and help and fellowship of other strong believers. Um, uh, the, the, we, have to, we have to tap into our prayer warriors. I mean, it, it goes on and on, but life is about a battle. And I've seen far too often, just practically speaking, I've been in the hospital many, many times and I've seen people go into the hospital who were ill-prepared, um, not ready, to fight, um, not, I mean, not strong. And I've seen far too many of them never leave the hospital. They never get out. Uh, and I can almost tell you when I see someone about to go through a major battle, whether, the, whether they'll survive or not, it has to do with our mindset. So I really see myself, and it sounds kind of silly, but it's so true. I see myself as a warrior. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have, have the full armor of God at all times. And like before I go into a surgery, kind of getting back to your question, Amanda, I have to prepare for it really in, three, in at least three areas, um, mentally, spiritually, and physically. Mentally, I have to make sure that I just refuse, I refuse to worry. Um, I'm not going to let incessant worrying, I'm not going to be enslaved by it. I'm just going to be um, 
again, just dependent upon God and know that he's in control. And that's all that I need to know. It takes some discipline to have that mindset, but it can be done. Um, and then, of course, keeping your mind sharp, reading and, and doing those types of things. Um, the people that I spend time with, just their fellowship sharpens me. As iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens one another. Um, I just desperately need that fellowship. I get strength from other people, right? So it's very important to me that I surround myself with the right people, that spiritually I'm seeking the help of prayer warriors, that I'm being held accountable and sharpened continually. And then physically it's important as well. <laughs> it's almost like three legs to a stool. You have to be strong in all three areas if you really feel like you're prepared for battle. So I just train all year physically, and then every year I take a week to see what I've really got. And it's, it's, it's intense. So I, I feel like on all fronts, I'm ready all the time. It's like, okay, Lord, what, what do we got together? What, what, are we, what are we going to be dealing with next? Well, and we, we approach it. Well, I agree with you. I do think of you as a, a warrior as well. I mean, when you said, I get excited to go into surgery, I'm yeah. like, not many people say that, no. you know, <laughs> you're such a great inspiration. And it's such a challenge to even me, someone who has not even been through anything of what you have done and when I don't even feel like getting up and going to exercise. So you are an inspiration to me and you're who I'm going to think of when I'm mm -hmm. <laughs> needing to get up out and have the willpower to get up and, and get up earlier to do what I need to do. That's very humbling and all, all praise be to God, a hundred percent. Well, and I'm not trying to just make you feel good. Um, it's just incredible. Every time I tell Lance, every time I'm with you around you, you are, I leave and I go away encouraged because you are just always so encouraging. And I know that you cannot feel good all of the time. Even when we were at your ranch, my family and I got to go to the ranch where they live and you guys were so awesome. Um, and I think you weren't feeling that well, but you know what? I never knew until I asked you because you just do not grumble. You do not complain and you just have the best, um, spirit and it's just very very humbling it's very encouraging and for sure an inspiration mm. Mm. praise god very humble by that did you have any more questions Allie? i really don't i think that you've answered it i mean all the questions that i had and i am just amazed at what God has done through you and through your story. And I keep thinking about your sweet children and the legacy that they'll have to share um, with their kids and their kids' kids and um, just a, a foundation that you have set um, and showed them as their father that they can look, not only look towards their heavenly father, but their earthly father mm -hmm. and, um, be able to have that example yeah. you know, to pass on to their kids. And it's so inspiring. Like you, like Amanda said, listening to you and the way that you approach life. I think it's crucial how you said you have to prepare. And a lot of times we prepare with one in one way, you know, yeah. maybe physical or um, we prepare mentally by mentally, you know, or studying scripture and, speaking those, those things out loud, but then we're not exercising physically our bodies and God's called us to be prepared in all ways. It doesn't say in some ways, it says in every way, you know, and you really painted that picture really clearly. And yeah, I love that. Well, we want to praise God today just mm -hmm. for you are a miracle. 
And um, we just thank God for the 20 years that he has given you extra so far and the, the so many more that he's going to give you. And we're just thankful for your life. We're thankful for um, just this encouragement that you've given our listeners today. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people may be going through a battle of of an illness um, like this, or may have a loved one Mm -hmm. um, who's going through that. And so we want to thank you for just offering these words and your testimony of what God's done in your life. So honored to be here today and speak with you all. And um, yeah, again, just so, just so, just so thankful to God. Uh, We could probably talk for hours about him and his goodness and it, we wouldn't even begin to scratch the surface. That's right. So for any of our listeners that want to hear the full story, you can Google blessings of the thorn, I think by court graves on YouTube. So you can go and listen to all that.